Hi, I'm Ray Stein, and this is my second podcast. And, well, I'm going to be talking about something along the lines of the climate crisis, just things that I have written on my phone that I have kind of an opinion of. So, here we go. I am turning 18 soon, which means I'll be able to vote in the 2020 election. And I was wondering, like so many other people my age, possibly, which candidate should I even vote for? Does my vote even matter? To answer that last question, in this election, every vote counts. Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Everyone at this age or at some other point in their life has wondered these things. But I think most people can agree, no matter the age or political party, that climate change as well as corruption in our government are very big issues. And that is true. And I think that we need a candidate that will work hard to solve both the climate crisis and take steps to stop corruption in our government. And I think I would vote for someone that wants to set term limits. That just isn't my opinion. With the climate change issue, to me it seems like my generation and younger generations are left to clean up the mess the past generations have created and sort of built upon. And once we speak up, saying that something needs to be done about it or we will die, they go right ahead and tell us to shut up because we are young and apparently non know nothing. We are apparently dumb to them. I think I heard a statement once made on a comment on TikTok that children should be seen, not heard. The TikTok wasn't even about anything along the lines of the climate crisis or corruption in government. It was just a TikTok where the plot was two parents are fighting and a kid speaks up and everything changes. And I, my opinion on that statement that children should be seen, not heard, I don't think that's exactly true. I think children have every right to speak up for themselves to change a bad situation if they so wish to. Because, like, even though they're young, even though we are young, us as kids, 
can still know things. We we do know things. It's just that some people in past generations are not going to listen to us because they're older and apparently know better. And I don't think that's always the case. Whether you believe in climate change or not is completely up to you. But I think the higher-ups should listen to us young to us young people because believe it or not, we've got something to say. And we know what we are talking about. These days, it seems like politics have become just some big toddlers having an argument. That's really my opinion of politics. It's just a bunch of two-year-olds talking about adult things. It is, it's all a bunch of just he said, she said type stuff. And really want to look at the political campaign ads about, like, candidates, like, candidate against candidate. One person will make an ad against the other candidate saying all these bad things, and the cycle just keeps going back and forth. And... I'm willing to bet that a lot of the time, those claims are not even true. And these toddlers are dealing with some pretty big issues. But I do not think all hope is lost. I believe that there are candidates this election year that could really do a lot of good if they were elected. Whoops. Dropped the microphone. Um, for me, I'm looking for a candidate who will do something to stop the corruption in our government and do something to help fight against climate change. And also, with the coronavirus, maybe set some type of well, there's already, like, a certain health standard that's in effect right now, but, yeah. And we'll talk about the coronavirus in this next segment. So, yeah. Okay, now on to the COVID-19 segment or coronavirus disease 2019 so a lot of people have a lot of questions like for example who is at a higher risk and if you are at a higher risk of getting very sick from COVID-19 you should stock up on supplies take everyday precautions to keep space between yourself and others when you go out in public, keep away from others who are sick, limit close contact, 
and wash your hands often, avoid crowds as much as possible, avoid cruise travel and non-essential air travel, or else you'll get quarantined like that one sh cruise ship who had, like, they quarantined a bunch of people. Or I think it was just the whole ship, I'm not sure. But this is coming from the cdc.gov website. So, it's a reliable source. It's government-run. Avoid cruise travel and non-essential air travel during a COVID-19 outbreak in your community. Stay home as much as possible to further reduce your risk of being exposed. Now, who exactly is at risk? Early information out of China where COVID-19 first started shows that some people are at higher risk of getting very sick from this illness. This includes older adults, people who have serious chronic medication conditions like heart disease, diabetes, lung disease, and if a COVID outbreak happens in your community, it could last for a long time. An outbreak is when a large number of people suddenly get sick. Depending on how severe the outbreak is, public health officials may recommend community actions to reduce people's risk of being exposed to COVID-19. These actions can slow the spread and reduce the impact of the disease. If you are at higher risk for serious illness from COVID-19 because of your age or because you have a serious long-term health problem, it is extra important for you to take actions to reduce your risk of getting sick with the disease. And of course, they call it a disease and there is no cure for it as of right now but they may or may not be working on something. I'm not sure. I've, I've just heard something somewhere. might not be true, but... COVID-19, what older adults need to know? Blah, 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 blah. Get ready for COVID-19 now. Have supplies on hand. Take everyday precautions. Yeah, just basically what you should do. Wash your hands after touching surfaces in public air places. So like if you touch something, let's say in Walmart, that billions of pe people before you could have touched, wash your hands. Don't touch your face in between touching the item and touching your face. Or no, don't, don't touch your face in between touching the item and washing your hands. That would, that would raise the risk of you getting the coronavirus, COVID-19. But I have seen ratios of cases in countries like how many people actually have the disease COVID-19 
and how many people have died, in each country there is a significant gap between the amount of people who have actually died from it and the amount that have the disease and are still living. So, is it going to kill? So, should we be scared that we're gonna die, that we're all gonna die from this? No. Now, I was in Walmart the other day. Their toilet paper is completely gone. Because the media has made everyone think, oh, this virus is gonna kill us all, blah, 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 blah. We need to be doomsday preppers and make make bunkers or not make bunkers that's that's for like if we were get to get bombed like from with nuclear bombs but people are just so scared because of how it's presented in the media when really if you look at the symptoms, it's kind of similar to the flu, but the flu has killed, from what I've heard people say, the flu has killed more people and we should be more scared of the flu than the coronavirus. And I think one of the main reasons we're scared of the coronavirus is because we don't know enough about it. And we're scared because there's no vaccine, no cure for it, yet. But I have a feeling it's just going to be one of those illnesses, like, in the past. Like, the polio epidemic. It's gonna... It's gonna go through us, and then someone's gonna find a vaccine or a cure for it, and... It's all going to be fine. And I think since they've found a vaccine for polio, I have not heard of any polio outbreaks, at least in the U.S. Now, other third world countries, I'm not sure about that. But so far, it's been... Like, there. it seems that polio has gone off the face of the earth, at least in the U.S. There may be people still alive from when the polio epidemic had, um, had gone through. Yes, there's possibly people still living with it. But is there any new cases of it? No, not here. Or else we would know, because it would be in the media. Um, the symptoms, I'm pretty sure we want to know the symptoms. It says, call your doctor if you think you have been exposed to COVID-19 and develop a fever and symptoms such as cough or difficulty breathing. Call your health care provider for medical advice. 
Now, me and my mom have read WebM have read WebMD's advice on this, and they say if you have traveled outside of the country, wait two weeks before you go back to work. Now, I'm assuming the two weeks is like the incubation period for the virus. Or that's the amount of time it takes for you to actually start getting the symptoms if you have the virus. Because what I've heard about this virus is that in its incubation period, it can still spread. And the person who has had it, or the person who has it, won't even know they have it yet. And then they're just spreading it on to many other people. In fact, there, I don't know if this is true. I've just heard it around. A lot of the things we've probably heard about this virus are probably maybe a little bit based on truth, but not really. But I heard that about 50 cases in New York can be traced back to one person. Okay, anyways, on to the symptoms. Watch for symptoms. Reported illnesses have ranged from mild symptoms to severe illness and death for confirmed coronavirus disease 2019 cases. The following symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after expo exposure. Fever, cough, shortness of breath. And this is based on what has been seen previously as the incubation period of MERS-CoV viruses. So yeah. And if you develop emergency warning signs of for COVID, get medical attention immediately, obviously. Emergency warning signs include difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, new confusion or inability to... Yeah, new confusion. Let's just stick with that. And bluish lips or face. This list is not all inclusive. Please consult your medical provider for any other symptoms that are severe or concerning. And how to protect yourself. If you do not have the virus, this is how you would protect yourself. From what I've read, it's just like what you would use for any virus, really. Or disease, since they're calling it a disease. Yeah. There is currently no vaccine to prevent coronavirus disease 2019. Because that, they call it COVID-2019. Because it started in late 2019. But what I find interesting is that the U.S., at least for me, people in the U.S. have not heard of it until just a few months ago this year and it's 2020 
The virus is thought to spread mainly from person to person, but actually how it started is from animal to person, which I find interesting. How does a virus go from being solely in animals to straight up just being in humans? That's a question I have. Between people who are in close contact with one another within about six feet, they say, through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or sneezes, so just goes without saying, cough into your arm, sneeze into your arm, cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze, basically. But sneezing is not a symptom that they've listed. So if you're sneezing, I don't think you should be too worried. These droplets can land in the mouths or noses of people who are nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs. Back to what I said just a moment ago, if you know you have if you think you have been exposed to the virus or if you have any other sort of illness that you're going through, just cover your mouth. Don't want to spread anything. That goes without saying that goes for like any illness. Older adults and people who have severe underlying chronic medical conditions like heart or lung disease or diabetes seem to be at higher risk for developing more serious complications from COVID illness. So if you're for sure healthy and you get the virus, you are probably not going to die from it. Now, take steps to, your, to protect yourself. Clean your hands often. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. If soap and water are not readily available, use a hand sanitizer to c that contains at least, excuse me, 60% alcohol. But don't ingest the hand sanitizer, that's dangerous. And avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. Avoid close contact. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Because, like, you don't know what they have. You don't want to catch what they have. Put distance between yourself and other people. If COVID-19 is spreading in your community, this is especially important for people who are at higher risk of getting very sick. Take steps to protect others. Stay home if you're sick. Don't go to school. Don't go to work. Stay home. And I think in a case like the coronavirus, your work will understand. And your school should understand. Stay home if you are sick except to get medical care. 
cover coughs and sneezes. That just goes without saying, again. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you cough or sneeze, or use the inside of your elbow. Throw used tissues in the trash. Immediately wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. If soap and water are not readily available, clean your hands with a hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol. I also tried to look for hand sanitizer at Walmart. And do you think it would be near the hand soap? We looked where the hand soap was. There's just like a whole section of shelf that's empty. (laughs) Now as for the toilet paper, that was like a whole side of the aisle completely gone. That's how crazy people are becoming. They're so afraid that everyone's gonna get the virus when really it's probably like yes it's a serious illness but I think they're more afraid that we're all gonna die from it if we get it. Really we're at low risk at immediate we're at really low risk of getting it immediately so I wouldn't even worry about it too much like be aware of it but don't over obsess about it like literally my school talks about it just talked about it three days in a row Wear a face mask if you are sick. If you are sick, you should wear a face mask when you are around other people. For example, sharing a room or vehicle. And before you enter a healthcare provider's office, if you are not able to wear a face mask, for example, because it causes trouble breathing, then you should do your best to cover your coughs and sneezes. And people who are caring for you should wear a face mask if they enter your room. If you are not sick, you do not need to wear a face mask unless you are caring for someone who is sick. And they are not able to wear a face mask themselves. Face masks may be in short supply and they should be saved for caregivers. Clean and disinfect. Clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces daily. This includes tables, doorknobs, light switches, countertops, handles, desks, phones, keyboards, toilets, faucets, and sinks. If surfaces are dirty, clean them. Use detergent or soap and water prior to disinfection. To disinfect, most common EPA-registered household disinfectants will work. In fact, I think Lysol has human coronavirus as one of the germs that they can kill on surfaces. Not in the human body. Don't eat Lysol. Please. Options include diluting your household bleach. To make a bleach solution, mix five tablespoons or 
one third cup bleach per gallon of water or four teaspoons bleach per quarter quart of water. Follow manufacturer's instructions for application and proper ventilation. Check to ensure the product is not past its expiration date. Don't want to use expired cleaning products or else it won't work. <laughs> Never mix household bleach with ammonia or any other cleanser. Only mix it with water. Unexpired household bleach will be effective against coronaviruses when properly diluted. Alcohol solutions. Ensure solution has at least 70% alcohol. Other common EPA registered household disinfectants. Products with EPA approved emerging viral pathogens. Claims are expected to be effective against COVID-19 based on data for harder to kill viruses. Follow the manufacturer's instructions for all cleaning and disinfection products. Example, concentration, application method, and contact time. Now, hold on. Now, I was just busy looking up just how, like, the death ratio, or the ratio from cases to deaths that are in the U.S. Total cases right now, that it has on the website right now, are 1,215. But the total deaths are 36. And jurisdictions reporting cases, 43, 42 states in District of Columbia. Now, if you look at the difference in number of total deaths to total cases, in my own mind, it's a big jump. And to me, that says, should we be scared that we are all going to die from this? And this just basically answers it for me. No. We should not... Obviously, China has more... Like, other places have higher death counts than we do. But... That is because their health standards might be way different from ours. And also, China's air is pretty bad. So I'm willing to bet that there's a lot of people who have some sort of something wrong with their lungs on top of the coronavirus as well. And as far as we know, China has the highest death count and highest count of cases at this point. And there, the CDC will update this page regularly, regularly at noon on Mondays through Fridays. Numbers close out at 4 p.m. the day before reporting. 
CDC is responding to an outbreak of respiratory illness caused by a novel new coronavirus. The outbreak first started in Wuhan, China, but cases have been identified in a growing number of other locations internationally, meaning that someone from other from another country has traveled to China, caught the virus, went home and spread it to other people. And that's why a lot of workplaces, a lot of doctors recommend no traveling outside of the country. At this point, since it is in the US, I would say don't even travel out of state just to be super safe. Just stay home. <laughs> Including the United States, of course. In addition to CDC, many public health laboratories are now testing for the virus that causes COVID-19. And... Cases of COVID-19 reported in the U.S. by source of exposure. Travel-related, 125. Close contact, 102. Under investigation, 988. Total cases, 1,215. States reporting cases of COVID-19 to CDC. And right now, there are a lot. In fact, there is only about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states that have not reported any case of COVID. One of those being Maine. Alabama hasn't reported any cases. Alaska hasn't reported any cases. There's another one that hasn't reported any, any cases. American Samoa has not reported any cases. Arizona six to ranges six to nine or six to ten cases is reported there's nine arkansas range one to five cases reported one to five california range 101 to 200 cases reported 175 Colorado, 21 to 50. Cases reported, 34. Connecticut, range 1 to 5. Cases reported, 1 to 5. Delaware, range 1 to 5. Cases reported, 1 to 5. Washington, range 1 to 5. Cases reported, 1 to 5. Florida, range 21 to 50 cases reported 26 guam 
no range, no cases reported. Hawaii, range 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. Idaho has no range and no cases reported. Illinois, range 21 to 50, cases reported 27. Indiana, 6 to 10, cases reported 9. Iowa, 11 to 20, cases reported 14. Kansas, 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. Kentucky, 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. Louisiana, 6 to 10, cases reported Eight. Maine, no range, no cases reported. Uh, there's one that just says Marsh, then three dots behind that. But it, ha it has no range, no cases reported. <laughs> Maryland, 11 to 20, 12 cases reported. Massachusetts, 51 to 100, 95 cases reported. Michigan, 1 to 5. Cases reported, 1 to 5. And, um, hold on. This one just says Micron with three dots behind it. No cases, no range. Minnesota, range 1 to 5. Cases reported 1 to 5. Mississippi, no case, no range. No cases reported, no range. Missouri, 1 to 5. Cases reported 1 to 5. Montana, 1 to 5. Cases reported 1 to 5. Nebraska, 1 to 5. Cases reported 1 to 5. Nevada, 6 to 10, cases reported 7. New Hampshire, 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. New Jersey, 21 to 50, cases reported 23. Um, new something or other. Hold on. It just says new, then dot, dot, dot. But 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. New York, 201 to 500, cases reported 217, and this is either North Carolina or North Dakota, but 6 to 10, and has 8 cases reported. The other north dot 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 has no range, no cases reported. And then this one's north with an E at the end, dot dot dot. No cases, no no cases reported, no range. Ohio, 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. Oklahoma, 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. Oregon, 11 to 20. Cases reported 19. Paulo, I don't think I'm pronouncing it, pronouncing that right, but 
P-A-L-A-U. No cases reported and no range. Pennsylvania, 11 to 20 cases reported, 16. Puerto Rico, no cases reported, no range. Rhode Island, 1 to 5 cases reported, 1 to 5. Then south dot dot dot, 6 to 10 cases reported, 10. The other south dot dot dot, 6 to 10 cases reported, 8. Then this is Tennessee, 6 to 10 cases reported, 9. Texas, 21 to 50 cases reported, 23. Utah, 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. Vermont, 1 to 5, cases reported 1 to 5. Virgin Islands, it has no range, no cases. Virginia, 11 to 20, cases reported 15. Washington, 201 to 500. And cases reported, 366. West Virginia, no range, no cases reported. Wisconsin, 1 to 5. Cases reported, 1 to 5. Wyoming, no range, no case. And... In Wuhan, China, there were about three positive people that, like, they tested positive for COVID-19. But among the Diamond Prince cruise ship, there were 46 cases among persons repatriated to the United States. COVID-19 cases in the United States by date of illness onset, January 12, 2020 to March 11, 2020, at 4 p.m. ET. So, it was very low on January 12th, got lower between that and... January 19th, but then January 19th kind of stayed, stayed the same. Then around January 26th, it grew a little to n in number of cases. Went back down. March, February 2nd stayed the same. <laughs> February 9th stayed the same, but then fluctuated up and down a little bit. Then from February 16th to February 23rd, there it did grow, but there was evidently a period where it, of time where it dropped. So... 
but it looks like it was at its highest peak around between February February 23rd and March 1st. And illnesses illnesses that began during this time may not yet be reported also. And between March 1st to March 8th, number of cases reported have dropped. So. I think we're going to be alright, though. Most of us are probably going to live. Yeah, I don't think we should be too scared of this. I was, before I heard all this information, but now I'm kind of not scared. I just know that I just have to wash my hands a lot, basically become a germaphobe. That's how you will not get the virus, the disease, COVID-19. Alright, that was me reading mostly about the coronavirus. Hopefully I settled some of your guys' fears about it. And I will put the CDC website link in the description of this episode. And I also talked about a little bit about the climate crisis which I will touch on more in further episodes and my opinions on government corruption and how sometimes us as young people don't get listened to often enough when it comes to our views on things such as government and my view of politics as a whole. But... I hope you guys have a great day, a great life, a great whatever. Stay clean out there, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!